This is the Minnesota BearCast, and we are live from Darkness Day. Another year, another visit out here early morning out to Darkness Day. I'm super excited. I'm Drew. That's my co-host, Schmitty. Hey, hey. So, uh... Thanks for setting this up, man. You you come up with all the best ideas. I, you know, it's not hard with a show like the Minnesota Beer Cast. It, <laughs> food, beer, cheese, cigars. Right. It's just it's kind of a it just works itself out, really. And this is one of the uh, sort of the premier beer events in the entire state of Minnesota every single year. Uh, the line once again uh, super long, even despite the uh, rather inclement weather. And it, well, you know, we're we're a hardy breed here in Minnesota, and it's uh, it's rain. It's not snow. So, no, it's not snow. And even if it was snow, I. I don't think it'd really be an issue. So, you <laughs> no. know, let's uh, well, let's get right into it. We are at Darkness Day, and we've got uh, Omar, founder of Surly Brewing, here joining us. Welcome, Omar. Good morning. Pleasure yeah, to have you. Thanks for stopping by. Glad to be here. Yeah, I don't think the weather's going to keep anyone away from getting their beer. Doesn't no. appear so. <laughs> no. The, Doesn't uh, appear so. There's quite the uh, the long line. Is this, I guess, compared to other years, is this, do you think the crowd is the same? Is it a little lighter? Is it uh, bigger? What do you think? You know, seeing the end of the line right now, I'm guessing it's a little less. It's kind of hard to tell, honestly, because usually you kind of know at the end of the day with the wristbands, but I right. think the weather probably kept some of the early morning folks away. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm guessing we have some wrist, probably a few wristbands left here just with the way that it turned out with weather-wise. I'm predicting that we're going to see some uh, late arrivals here because the weather's yeah. supposed to clear out. And uh, I, I think that once the uh, once the weather gets a little nicer, we'll see some people show up about noon, yeah. come and jump in line, get themselves some some sausage at the uh, the food truck, and get themselves some beer, and yeah, plenty yeah, of, the uh, weather's going to clear up. It started, you know, it started a few hours ago, and uh, it looks like it's going to clear up in a couple hours. So it's going to be another pretty epic darkness day. Well, I think like. also we've got uh, you know Chemist headlining today, which is a band a lot of folks f- folks know when they haven't played. So I think people are excited to see those guys. So I think yeah. we'll Good, good turnout in the afternoon for sure for the bands today. Have you, uh, I assume you've previewed the beer. What are your thoughts on this year's darkness? It's tasting good. It's drinking well. <laughs> uh, um, well, well you've of... already tasted it. Aren't you supposed to leave it in your what? cellar for nine years? Yes, you can leave it in your <laughs> cellar for nine years. I usually find or it easier. you can drink it right I away. find it easier <laughs> to drink it right now. And I don't know what happens in that beer in nine years. Someone will drink it. <laughs> but no, it's drinking good. We had a, a fun little vertical tasting the other day. So it's kind of neat to taste the whole variety and how they change. Right. Um, you know, so this one's a little bit sweeter right now. So I'm sure over a couple of years we'll kind of see those high notes sort of get bounced down a little bit and mellow right. out a bit. So yeah, it's always fun to see what it tastes like. When you did your your first Darkness release, however many years ago, um, did you ever envision that it would turn into such a just an event? I mean, it's it's a great beer, no question about it. But the event that that it builds up around it and the you know all the excitement, uh, not just in Minnesota. I mean, this is right. this is no nationally we, we were going to talk to people later in the show that came here from kansas from yeah. nebraska from all over indiana the country. a bunch of folks indiana right. yeah did you ever envision anticipate it would it would balloon into such an amazing event no uh, i mean there's just no way any of the stuff in the beer business in the last 11 12 years we could have seen coming but but um you know to me i think uh, in my mind what makes darkness the beer is darkness the event i think for you know there are a lot of people that don't show up here that used to and usually when i run into them they're like well you know man i got kids i got other stuff going on i can't hang out i'm like that i get it dude like other things happen but maybe they were here you know four years ago and right. that's why they want to get the beer because there's a lot of memories there's a lot of great things you know friday night people sharing beers they get together and i see a lot of folks once a year here that travel in and I, so i think the event makes the beer in a sense yeah i think you're right it definitely i, I think that that's a, a part of the experience i mean that that's to me in my mind that's that's the way beer is meant to be enjoyed it's tied to your experience and your and your memories and and you know, it's it's the way it should be enjoyed, right? It's not right. necessarily about the the taste, but it's about the way beer is is enjoyed with friends around some food or an experience or, or an afternoon of, yeah. of enjoyment, right? Well, let me ask you guys a question then. What do you think are the other big bottle releases in the state? Boy, I, I would, you on, know, on the scale of darkness, I don't think there are any. No, I don't. I don't think there really is. I mean, not I look the, not on this scale. I look forward to a lot of the stuff that Steel Toe puts out, yeah. um, right. you know, but I don't think there's anything on this scale that's at least not with a, an event tied to it with a big overnight experience right you yeah know. there's some individual ones that i really enjoy but honestly they don't have the they don't have the heritage yet right that darkness does that and 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 then surely does honestly i mean right. um like i'm excited lord humongous is coming out but it's only yeah. the second year for that right you know so you can't really say that that's really become an event yet but right you know it, it takes 
I mean, how many years were you doing darkness before it became, were you, before, when you realized well, I think this the, is an event? The first year, you know, and it's December day, and, you know, there are guys, you know, well, talk a little about that. And those yeah, guys us, camping us the out. history, the background. Well, you know, we, that first year uh, was just in Growlers. And uh, in 2006, in that first year, you know, it was Al at the Blue Nile told me how some guy, you know, went to the bar, bought two pints or two glasses, poured it in a bottle, capped it, and drove back to Milwaukee to share it with his friends. And like, what? What the <laughs> hell's he doing? <laughs> so the next year, you know, with the law, that the law changed back then. You know, when we opened, we couldn't sell growlers. Right. So that first year, the law changed so we could sell growlers. Then the next year, the law changed so we could sell 750s. So literally kind of as soon as we sort of like, shit, we can do these in 750s, which is way better for the beer. We did it. As soon as we could get it done was, you know, after getting the artwork done, after brewing the beer, put them in, you know, was December. So we did it. We had 500 bottles in December. And, uh, yeah, you know, we, we, we set the day up and people were camping out. And it was a December day. It was cold. Yeah. And I remember we bought a couple boxes of Krispy Kremes and some coffee. And we let people in <laughs> yeah. at 7 a.m. Because I'm like, damn, it's too cold to be outside. And it just, <laughs> you know, and ever since then, you know, we had Sarah's band, God Came From Space. Right? Which is the only band that's played Every Darkness Day. Like, no one was expecting that. It was really fun because no one knew what to expect. You know, the next year, was it the next year? I think uh, Power Mad played. And inside we had a huge stage. I mean. And so it's always been trying to give folks something fun and, and uh, give them a reason to come and hang out. So it's, it's yeah. crazy how it's grown. Yeah, it, it is. It's it's fun. It's always been a real neat experience. I mean, you you could really expect some some havoc when you've got several hundred <laughs> beer fans, you know, <laughs> hanging out overnight, popping tops. And I mean, <laughs> and you guys do a really good job of, of fostering that responsibility of saying, hey guys, let's. Let's be good stewards of, of the beer culture and the community here in, in Minnesota and, and not be a bunch of D-bags. You know, it's it's kind of funny whenever we have security folks work in events. I think they're always kind of surprised with the amount of beer that goes around. They're like, people are pretty chill. I'm like, yeah, craft beer people are usually pretty. They know what they're doing. Yeah. They've had a couple beers before. But, <laughs> uh, you know, it, it's, it's a really a, a huge shout-out to Mary and uh, all the volunteers. You know, we've got people... I think five people working overnight, just walking the line, and usually the you know the word is like, look, we're camping out in our neighborhood. You know, um, if they get pissed, the event's over. So like, right. don't don't mess it up for everybody. Yeah. Don't be that guy. Right. You know, because <laughs> it, it doesn't take much to be like, yep, we're done. I mean, we say every year it's the last, best darkness day ever because we're always <laughs> worried. You know, Brett sent me a text last night. He's like, hopefully no dumpster fires or you know anything else. I'm like, yeah, no bridge jumping. Hopefully nothing crazy that's happened. Uh, <laughs> Is going to happen, and uh, you know, it speaks well of the craft beer community. You're right. I mean, totally. This isn't this isn't like, and and not to not to put any particular community down or anything, but it's not like a sports tailgating event where you know you you you, you know there's going to be a lot of beer flow, and you know there's going to be a lot of drunk people, and you also know there's a risk of you know some shenanigans, some fights breaking right. out, of things like that. You just you typically don't see that. It's just a different a kind of beer. It's gathering. a different kind of drinking. You know, yeah, it's it's not a, a fights game, and you know the you, fights are going to break out there. Right. It's not you know everyone. That's the thing everyone's in good spirits here you know yeah do you have a uh, a favorite darkness day memory that you want to share or not just a favorite one that sticks out favorite darkness day memory man i'm trying to think like usually all the stuff in my mind is like all the crazy um but uh no usually it's 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 getting up on stage and just seeing you know all these people that are coming out and you know always in the afternoon when the bands get playing you know we the beer's done it's out and uh it's people just just hanging out at that point and to see uh you know 500 people thousand people hanging out just for the band it's it's pretty cool to sort of see all the pieces come together like that yeah it's got to be it's got to be pretty validating uh experience to to have your your work and your inspiration and everything you've done for the last decade plus come come together in one kind of culmination you know in the in the sure. autumn everybody gets together and and enjoys it over music and food and camaraderie right no doubt you got anything uh, just about a minute left in this segment you got any uh surly i know has a year-long calendar of events and releases anything you want to plug coming up that uh, that you want the folks to know about man i'm trying to think we've had so many releases recently it's been pretty crazy i mean our brace of releases coming up i'm sure we're gonna have some events wet's going. out right now wet's out yeah i mean it 
probably at a few bars still. It's it's mostly gotten sold out, um, but it is a just stacked time of the year. We've got Surly Fest, we've got Wet, we've got Darkness Day, Abrasive comes out, so it's pretty crazy with all the amounts uh, events going on. But it's kind of nice. It's uh, it is uh, sort of the end. This marks the end of festival season. You know, ABR, Surly Fest, this. So it's sort of like I've been looking forward to the Sunday after Darkness Day for a while. <laughs> <laughs> you can enjoy football for a while and I, kick yep, back a little bit. I was thinking about going to the game tomorrow. I'm like, nah, I'm just gonna sit on the couch with the kids. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> well, congratulations on another successful Darkness Day, and congratulations on all the amazing success Surly has had. You really are just invaluable to the Minnesota beer community. Everything you've done, everything you've created, and all the events that have come up around it. So thank you for uh, making some time for us. It's always a pleasure to chat with you. Yeah, happy to do it, guys. It's just fun to be part of the great community, you know? Thanks. All right. More uh, from the Minnesota BeerCast live from Darkness Day coming up. Minnesota Beer Cast. We are shifting from uh, from Darkness Day, and now we are magically teleported to Modest Brewing Company in downtown Minneapolis. I don't know how we did this, Schmitty. You're magic you're of radio. Wizard. You're a wizard, Schmitty. <laughs> a beer wizard. <laughs> I make beer disappear. That's the only magic I know. We uh, we got more coming up from Darkness a little bit later in the show as well, but uh, got a big event happening at Modest this weekend, and we wanted to uh, take some time and tell you about it. One of my favorite special releases from last year, coming back for uh, for year two, Lord Humongous from Modest has a uh, has a release date of this Saturday. That's great. Yeah, we've got uh, John from the the brewery joining us. Uh, welcome to the show. Welcome back to the show, John. Yeah, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. So for the uninitiated, what is Lord Humongous. <laughs> Lord Humongous is our uh, Imperial Rye Stout. Uh, it's brewed with 50, over 50% rye. Uh, it's coming in at a very subtle 11.8%. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, subtle? Subtle. Subtle. Uh, subtle. Yeah. We're all about subtlety here. <laughs> a modest 12%. Yeah. Drink right? it with a friend. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I don't have uh, any friends. <laughs> <laughs> okay, drink it alone. You can make a lot of friends drinking this beer. Right. <laughs> So uh, how did this beer come to be? Um, well, we are all huge fans of the Mad Max uh, film uh, mm-hmm. series, uh, and Lord Humongous is, like, one of the most uh, one of the most badass villains out there. Um, and, yeah, we just thought, well, let's make a, a beer in tribute to, uh, to the Lord Humongous. And Lord Humongous is the... Uh is he the dude who has the midget, on, the little person on his back? No, that's Master Blaster. Can I say that? Yeah. Okay, which one is Lord Humongous? Lord Humongous is the Ayatollah, a rock and roller. No, the Lord that's Jerry Jericho. Yeah, Come yeah. on. <laughs> that's Y2J, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Tables, ladders, and chairs match was last weekend, wasn't yeah, it? That was, that was <laughs> yeah, that was sweet. We was, went. That was pretty awesome. That was nice. pretty fun. <laughs> sweet. Uh, no, Lord Humongous is the ruler of the Wasteland. Uh, Wasteland is a, uh, another beer that we make. Um, uh, when in the colder months, it's a rye IPA, uh, and so Lord Humongous is sort of the the ruler of the wasteland, mm. and uh, so we have a rye stout. Nice, I like the it's thematic. Yeah, yeah thematic. Yeah. Yeah. And I like I like the the rye stout. I mean, that's uh, it's kind of unique. I, I know when I when I had it last year, um, I really appreciated it because. It, a lot of people make you know have the special imperial start release. It's not uncommon, right. uh, so I like that you guys put a, kind of a unique uh, unique twist on it by adding that really distinct and it really does stand out that yeah. nice rye flavor. Thank yeah, you. talk about that that rye component. You know, for me, it it's very drying. It's a very dry finish. It's it's a little peppery. Mm-hmm. Um, it takes away some of the sweetness, takes away some of the, the, the cloyness that you'll get in some Imperial Stouts. Yeah. Well, and that might be some of the, the fermentation as well, yeah, right? Yeah, f- fermentation, it plays a big big part of the, the dryness uh, of the beer, but uh, the rye definitely has a, a lot of pepper character, a lot of uh, a lot of spice, um, kind of like if you have a, like a marble rye uh, bread, like on a sandwich. Um, it's just a, it's a really great grain to, to brew with um, and just great for drinking how did the idea come about to to i mean why make it what was the catalyst for making it a, a rye stout um 
I, I think, uh, you know, being kind of like a, a staying with that, that wry wasteland uh, post-apocalyptic theme of... Uh, Just expanding of, on that, that theme to yeah. make it bigger, badder, Big, yep, larger. Exactly. More humongous. <laughs> Hence the name <laughs> right. Lord Humongous. Right, exactly. It's an, it's an appropriate name. Yeah. It really yeah. is. It's, it, does not, uh, it does not taste like 12% or nearly 12%. Uh, it's a little dangerous. No, it's but not. It's, it's, uh, you don't get a ton of yeah, that good. that huge hot alcohol warming. You don't really. You don't really get that. I don't know if it's if it's the component is masked uh, or or plays into that dry peppery finish. Yeah. But uh, it, it's not it's not a dominant flavor in this whatsoever. I think we're just getting really good at drinking beer. <laughs> <laughs> after, after years of practice, <laughs> we've nailed it. Finally mastered nailed it. it. So how, I, I'm good at something, <laughs> at least you know. How difficult is it to uh, to use that much rye in a beer? Because it's a pretty pretty large component in in this beer, right? Mm-hmm. Eric, you just sat down. Why don't you, why don't hey you guys, chime how's in? How's it going? This is Eric. Uh, actually, in answer to your previous question, I, I'm going to channel my inner Keegan, our brewer, um, to answer the question. I mean, he's always said that uh, he's wanted to understand what uh, different beers taste like when they're made from different grains, right? And so, uh, you know, doing something that is 50 plus percent rye is, is very uncommon. So that was a lot of the genesis behind it. I think the branding behind the Lord Humongous kind of fits with the, this idea of wasteland. But um, but then now, t- to your point, Schmitty, I mean, uh, you know, being able to brew with that much rye, it does get a little tricky. And, you know, even our system is is a little bit taxed uh, at that. But, but it's still pushes through so that's the nice thing right we can complete the process it might take a little bit longer than than it uh, you know a traditional brew uh, and that's why this one is sort of wrapped in a lot of love and and takes a while to sort of do its thing how long does it take when did you start the process of oh, this God. batch of lord humongous it is not it's not a uh, a quick brew day by any means uh it takes uh we we had it in the t- tank for what a little over a month and a half a month and a half yeah we're yeah. in about mid, what, August, September? August. What month are we in? What day is it? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Mid-August, I think, it's when we brewed it, which caught us all by surprise, too, because... You know, we're, it needs we're, time. It needs time, yep. and, and that, for us, was very telling. It's almost you know, way ahead of the fall season. Uh, it was still nice and warm outside when we were brewing this beer, and it sort of was a call to arms to get things ready for the party, for the release, and all those things. So uh, kind of a fun day, but also, oh, my God, the year just flew by kind of. Is yeah. it a challenge to do things that set yourselves and the brewery and the beer apart from, from others? I mean, we're we're sharing the show with Silly, who's famous for their darkness, and we were there uh, recording for that release. But, I mean, they're, they're kind of a big behemoth, especially in the in the Imperial Stout category, right? They've, they've made darkness famous across the Midwest and the U.S., really, um, for for that beer and for, uh, you know, making that style famous. Is it, a, is it a challenge to try to do something different, or or this just is what, what it is, or do you guys make a conscious effort to set yourselves apart from the typical Imperial Stout? Well, I think you have to in, in, the, in, the, in the market now with... Uh, with so many so many breweries, like you were saying, this is kind of like the Imperial Stout season. Um, you you really have to make a, a conscious effort to make your beer unique and better uh, every single time you try to brew it. So, yeah, I think we we uh, definitely aim to to differentiate ourselves with the kind of the grain bills that we're brewing with. Uh, our system allows for it, so yeah. why not try to exercise that a bit? And yeah. I'd say just from sort of an external observer, that's something that. Um, you guys, modest, uh, do a good job with with almost your whole line. Thank like you. Everything that you make is just it's, it's a little off. Yeah, it's a little different. I don't mean that in a bad way, obviously. <laughs> but you know, it, it's not it's not typical. Yeah, you know, you, yeah, your IPAs yeah. are yep. not they're they're a little different. Your, True. You know, smooth is a good example of yep. something that all right. You know, here's Love a that style day. that I'm familiar with, but mm-hmm. you put a unique twist on almost everything you guys do. Yeah. Is that was that part of your your plan going into from the get go? Yeah, yeah, just make everything abs- a little absolutely. And it was, you know, it's less about being different for the sake of being different, or, or right. oh my God, somebody's cornered the market on this, so we got to go the opposite direction. Um, 
I, I know probably a lot of people say this, but it's really true for us where we sort of stayed true to ourselves and unapologetically so. So sometimes our beers might not jive with some people, and that's okay. You know, there's yeah. there's 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 plenty of beer out there for folks. Um, we want folks to come in with an open mind and and try to explore something different. Um, you know, you take Dreamyard as an example. I mean, it's mostly wheat beer, wheat and oats. There's no barley in that beer. Mm -hmm. And uh, not to say that nobody's ever done something like that before, at least as far as we know. In this market, nobody had. But, uh, but for us, it was just presented a unique opportunity to create a beer that was unique in its own right, but also tasted good. Yeah. And that's at the end of the day what it's right. about. One of the good. questions I had was, you know, you've got, are we up on a break? Yeah, let's take a we quick break. Tease it. Let's take a quick break. We will tease it. We're going to go back to, to Surly Darkness yep. for a quick segment. And then Schmitty's got a question. We don't know what it is. <laughs> and uh, we will, uh, we'll find out what Schmitty's <laughs> question is. And we'll run through some of your other, uh, you got some other new releases and some new things for people that might not have been here a while. Yeah. We'll give you an opportunity so to good. sort of run through your line of what people can expect when they come here to the Modest Tap Room. Back to Surly right after this. More with Modest coming up on the Minnesota Beer Cast. Welcome back to the Minnesota Beer Cast. We're recording from Darkness Day 2017, braving the weather, enjoying the beer, enjoying the company. This is a great event. Yeah. It'd be good if, like, you know, the company's okay. I am still stuck with Schmidt. Thanks. I appreciate that. <laughs> That's nice. I enjoyed doing the show with you as you well, did Drew. give me a very nice cigar. See? Thank you very much. Uh, I'll be the last one you ever had from me. <laughs> Jerk. We are joined by Sarah from God Came From Space and uh, yeah. Surly employee number three. Number three. Wow. So how, what is it like being Surly employee number three? What has is, what is your Surly experience been like? Well, life is good. I just, you know, keep my head down and work really hard, the same as I've done uh, all these years. So, <laughs> what is your job at the brewery? Uh, I'm a packaging lead at BC. So, what is what does your job entail? Uh, I keg beer mostly, uh, but I can also work on the canning line, clean tanks. Uh, you know, just kind of deal with the day-to-day -day packaging. Nice. Every day. She lifts all the kegs. All yes. the kegs. All the kegs that come out of BC, I probably filled them. <laughs> Very cool. And you uh, you have the distinction of playing your band. Yes. Played the first Darkness Day event. Yes. And have played everyone since. Every year after, except for 2010. Right. So, so congratulations. Yeah. What's uh, what's it like? I mean, you've firsthand seen this event grow right in front of you every year. Oh, it's been great. The whole the whole thing's super exciting. Um, every year it does grow, and it gets a little bigger, and it gets a little better. Um, but everybody. It's so cool, and there's so much energy around this event that I just, I love it. I like working the day before. I like seeing everybody come together and start parking their cars out there. And then I got to switch gears and get excited about playing, too. And so <laughs> it's just a lot of excitement. And if the rain quits, I think we're going to see a little more of that excitement today. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the weather is, is, uh, hasn't been too friendly so far, but it's moving out People here. People will it's be just be, fine. Surly gonna, fans are pretty diehard, and yeah. they're going to they're gonna have a good time out it here. It doesn't look like it's kept anybody away. No, yeah. no, no. <laughs> they're just hiding right now. <laughs> so talk about your band a little bit. What uh, If folks went and picked up a, uh, a cassette or an A-track of uh, God King, from space what could they you have expect? any laser discs we do we do have a few laser discs Excellent. out there um so watch for the eye in the sky you know <laughs> no um god came from space has been around almost exactly as many years as this event has it's probably been just about 10 years now for the current lineup um we had a different bass player our first year here um and this has been a great metal band we're really lucky to uh play so many good shows in a year um it's just a, it's a metal band. Um, it's got great topics involved. You know, you're talking about science and things like that and current events in our world. And, and uh, it's not so brutal uh, yeah. that people can't palate it, you know, at, at an event like this. But uh -huh. at the same time, I think it's got some pretty crushing... Uh, Crushing momentum. What kind of what kind of influences do you have as far as? Oh boy, artists? we listen we listen to so much stuff. I mean, we listen to you know a lot of Enslaved and Behemoth and uh, Brewery. I mean, everything, everything. People are such a fan of music in this band. We're all such huge fans of music that, I mean, there's so many bands I could I could name a hundred. You know, we just 
we, we're in it to win it. You, I guys, mean, it's, uh, you guys, a full-time band, part-time band? You, you well, we all have pretty... to have day jobs. Sure. I mean, obviously, you know, those days are gone. We own homes. We, you know, it's hard for us to tour. You know, those guys used to be in Dumpster Juice, and that was a touring band. I've been in touring bands before, but it gets harder and harder the older you get to, to maintain that, that status in a band. Um, but, you know, we are probably going to be putting out our third and fourth record this year and we're, we just keep doing it for the love of doing it even though it's not our sole job it's, it's pretty hard to make money at music th- these days yeah. you know yeah so. music and podcasting yeah. there's, there's no yeah, money there, in either. there really isn't <laughs> you do it for the love of it right you know and, right. and the free beer <laughs> so on that note it's almost time for me to go spit death yeah so. before right. uh, before you head off to the stage if folks yeah. want to keep up with the band and figure out where they can see you at and, and keep up on those new releases is there a website they should hit yep they should just check us out on facebook um, and that's probably the best way to do that is God came from space um, on Facebook and friend us and we'll we'll keep you posted on all the things that are going on with us. There you have it. Thanks awesome. for joining us. Appreciate it. Have Thanks, guys. Thanks, Thanks for doing this. We'll Take you. care. We've got Ben uh, joining us. going to talk a little about the, the beer itself, Darkness, Darkness 2017. Darkness 2017. The uh, vintage. It's not a, I don't like calling it a vintage because it's not, it's not vintage. It's not really a vintage, but it, it, we do kind of treat it that way though i mean because it's the same basic recipe every year but the fun part is seeing how it changes we actually did a vertical the other day with everything from 2008 forward and it was pretty amazing to see how it's changed over the years and again that's just a basically from the conditions in the bottle how it was stored how much oxygen's getting in there when you when you package it um all that has a huge effect on the flavor obviously luckily this is a beer that ages very well so some of those reactions that are in like a, a hell, maybe, um, are going to act differently for um, darkness itself. So we actually get some nice dark fruit notes, all the lovely kind of caramel notes and chocolate, and, and that stuff just kind of develops over time. That's going to be my question for the uninitiated, for the people that don't, uh, that, that haven't brewed or anything like that. If you're if you're basically using the same recipe. To what do you attribute, you know, those subtle differences in year after year? But uh, you kind of answered that. Yeah, yeah. I think, again, it's just kind of the conditions in the bottle, um, uh, how much oxygen is in there, where it's stored. Um, there's some minor variations in process. Obviously, we're always improving our process over the years. So, you know, the way we made beer in 2008 is probably very different than how we're making beer today. So that's a huge part of it, too. Do you think it even has to do with uh, the malt? Uh, do you think that the, the malt that you're using in 2017 is any different than the malt you used in 2008? I'm sure it's a little bit different, but, I mean, that's the maltster's job. It's kind of like how we make beer. They're trying to make the same malt year after year uh, in, the, in the same way, in a consistent way. I mean, the ingredients are going to change. The harvest year is going to be different, but it's their job to make it consistent, uh, just like it's our job then to make the beers taste the same year after year. For sure. Yeah, we've got uh, a couple of other guys joining us here. If you guys want, you can certainly grab a, a mic. we got yeah, Josh Jared and Jared are and pulling Josh. up. We're, uh, there we go. We're just kind of talking about the uh, the different, I guess, changes in flavors from, from year to year and what kind of might attribute to those different flavor characteristics. We're talking about process and maybe some difference in the malt from, I mean, it's been a decade now yeah. making this beer, right? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. 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 Things are different. Yeah. What's up? <laughs> yeah. I mean, for me, though, I mean, I still always love fresh darkness. It's my favorite. There's so much hops in there. We had so many hops in the Whirlpool. Um, and those, obviously, are going to fade the fastest in this beer. So, for me, there's nothing better than fresh darkness. It's it's just so, it's got this awesome bouquet. Uh, Amarillo Simcoe hops really just pop on it. And you're going to lose that even after a few months. So, um, not a bad beer to age. But for me, I'd personally love to drink it Is fresh. Is this beer intended to be drank fresh? Uh, I mean, all beer is intended to be drank fresh. Uh, this beer is also built to age, though. I mean, beer, 99% of the time, you should drink it as soon as you can. And I don't think this is any different. That being said, again, this is a beer that will age well. well. I think one of the things that sets darkness apart is the massive, massive amount of aroma hops that we add to it. Um, you know, that, that cuts into the yield of the beer a lot, um, but it's also what makes it so balanced when it's fresh. Now, you age it. It, it, it becomes interesting um, to drink, but you lose that. Um, so for me, I, I, I definitely agree that fresh darkness is the best darkness. 
guys uh, talk about you know using the same recipe. Have you ever been surprised uh, at 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 the outcome? You know, any any years in particular where you know you got it, it's ready to go. <laughs> you take your sips and you're like, whoa, I wasn't expecting that. Not really surprised year after year. It's because I mean we're pretty um, confident in our process and ingredients. But for me, it's, it just makes me laugh thinking about we did that vertical I mentioned earlier, and I'd forgotten that 2014 was the year we released barrel aged darkness as regular darkness. Right. So we were tasting. I was like, whoa, this one's really different. And then I was like, oh yeah, duh. Like we barrel aged this one. <laughs> so that, that did surprise me in the vertical because uh, it was awesome. That was probably my favorite one because you had the you know those oaky vanilla, the the rye whiskey notes had faded quite a bit, but like the oak vanilla, uh, coconut flavors were huge. It was awesome. Yeah, it, was, it was funny. I, I know I talked to Omar about that year uh, the other day, and he was saying people were upset. <laughs> yeah, we messed up their vertical. Messed, messed up their vertical. It's like no, you didn't mess anything up. You made it better. Like it's not. I don't know. I guess if you're going through and trying to taste from year to year, I could see being thrown off by it. But it's that's it's your beer. You did it. You made it. You can't. They don't own no. vertical. It's not. Sometimes they think they do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, when you get a following like this and you get people that come from all over the country like this, yeah, it's not uncommon for the fandom, so to speak, to uh, to take a little bit of ownership in it. And Definitely. You know, you, what, what kind of feedback do you get from, from year to year? Do you ever get, uh, you know, you get, the, you get the critics that are like, oh, you know, 14 was great, but 15 and, and 16 and you just kind of shrug your shoulders at that and think you like what you like. Yeah, you know, uh, generally the feedback's great. I like to hear everybody's opinions. You know, occasionally people do put the dumb in fandom. Um, <laughs> that's nice. all right, too. I like Everyone's that. entitled to their opinion, I suppose. I mean, it's 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 great, though. I mean, Surly Nation, obviously, is known for their passion, and, you know, that's what we're all about, and that's yeah. why this day is so great, and it started from from Surly fans, and there's you can't beat that. What Good, bad, whatever. At least people are passionate about the beer, and they're yeah. Um, yeah, sure. So we love to see that, and that's that's the whole reason this day exists um, is, is to share that with the with Surly Nation. Absolutely. Well, we are almost out of time for the show. I did want to plug. Uh, you guys have a really awesome event coming up on the 30th at the Beer Hall. You've got kind of a, a cellar raid uh, going on. If yeah. you want to hand me one of those sheets, Ben, I'll kind of run through it. But you guys have got an impressive list of, of beers being released on the 30th at the. Yes, yeah, for the Hallow's Eve event. Uh, yeah. We're, we're going to get dark. We're going to get crazy. It's going to be fun. We're going to drink a lot of great beer. We've got some special beers that we're tapping, uh, as well as the Cellar Raid beers. Yeah, you've got four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. You've got 2014 Pentagram, 2010, 11, 12, Smoke, uh, 1349. I mean, all those... All those bottles are going to be available for purchase at yeah. uh, at MSP. So get an Uber, right? <laughs> right? And uh, you're going to have yeah. a couple of DJs there. Uh, our buddy Brian Lashley is going to be there doing kind of a horror DJ set from seven to eight. So it should be pretty awesome. That's going to be great. Hope to see we'll everyone down there. Be, uh, we'll also be premiering a new beer, Bob. It's a strong boiled lager. Really? Like long boiled strong lager. I like that. Ex- yeah. Explain that to us, because I've not heard of this. Um, well, it's a it's a lager that we boiled uh, boiled for eight and a half hours for the Maillard reaction. Uh, a lot of caramelization went from very pale to nearly black. Uh, aged on red oak, dry hopped with Simcoe, uh, a bit of smoked malt. That that beer. Um, it reminds me of standing at the edge of a recently extinguished forest fire in northern Washington. That sounds amazing. Is that going to be a one-off, or is that something that's going to be put into production, or what can we expect? Bob's been known to linger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's happening again. Awesome. That sounds really exciting. What year is this? 2017. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, as you can hear from the hoops and hollers and the music in the background, Darkness Day is underway. They're letting people in. So that means we're probably about time to wrap up this episode of the Minnesota Beercast. Yeah, we've got go in there. we got some beer to drink. we got some Nate Dogs to eat. And we've got Hell some yeah. faces to melt. we got some faces to melt with the metal. All right. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Thanks for uh, sticking around. Thanks for stopping by. Really Thank appreciate it. Thank you very much, it. guys. Thanks, Have guys. a great day, everybody. Cheers. See ya.
Welcome back to the Minnesota Beer Cast, final segment for the on-air portion of the show. Uh, but we do have an extended version for podcast listeners. we got a couple extra segments from Darkness Day. So if you're listening on the air, you want to hear more from Surly Darkness Day, uh, go to minnesotabeercast.com or download the iHeartRadio app and uh, pull up the Minnesota Beercast channel. The iHeartRadio app really is its the best way to... Uh, the best way to listen to the show, and also, real quick, I got to do I got to do a plug here. Uh, the iHeartRadio app is doing a free preview of all of its unlocked paid features for everybody this weekend. So if you haven't downloaded, you haven't checked it out, if you're a Spotify user, if you're an Apple Music user, or Pandora, whatever, I encourage you to download the iHeartRadio app, compare and contrast, because it's got a lot of really cool features uh, that you're not going to get from these other apps. Not only does it have a really deep music library, and in my opinion, the best customer stations that you can build but it's thousands of radio stations from all around the country that you can listen to anytime anywhere plus you don't have to leave the app to listen to your favorite podcast minnesota beer cast has its own channel nice. on the app you just click the little podcast button you type in minnesota beer cast you find all of, all of our episodes i've got it favorited I do, too. Shows up every week. Yeah. I like <laughs> one of the hosts a lot. Yeah. You show up every week or the show shows up every week? Somebody the show shows show, up every the show week. Shows. <laughs> shows. I like about half the show. It shows. <laughs> it shows. <laughs> so when we, when we left off, we were talking uh, Lord Humongous. We were talking uh, Modest Brewery. Let's... Uh, well, I try to remember what the question was I was going to tease. Why don't you tell us about the uh, the celebration, the release party happening this Saturday? Sure thing. Uh, yeah, it's Saturday, uh, October 28th. Uh, we're going to do a bottle release of Lord Humongous. Uh, we're limited uh, six bottles. Um, we open doors right at noon. Uh, the party starts at 5 p.m. Uh, we've got live uh, screen printing, so you can get a, a Lord Humongous t-shirt printed right in front of you, take it home. Uh, DJs, there's a uh, costume contest since so it's Halloween weekend, of course. Right. Uh, live art by Rogue Citizen. They're gonna they're spray painting a little bit right now, getting some bases uh, going. Uh, and then we have live music from Blood and Stuff, Black Widows, Chalk, and Savage Aural Hotbed. So who is gonna be judging the costume contest? That's my question. That's going to be up to the modest staff. Because I think the Lord if, Humongous has to. And, and of course, the Lord yeah. Humongous. He's yeah, the I mean, ultimate if, if I'm going to bring a costume, I think I would want to go with the, uh, you know, stay within the theme. Oh, Absolutely. For sure. Absolutely. Know, Absolutely. Bonus points be awarded for, yeah. for, for being on theme? Yeah. <laughs> I believe so. <laughs> that over. You have to take that up, up with the Lord. A, as a Twinkie or something. <laughs> right. Yeah, for sure. Or a cat yeah. or something you like that. You could go right. as Master Blaster. You get on my back. We'll, <laughs> yes. It'll be, it'll be perfect. Good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> the Lord Humongous will be I think you'll win if you do that, actually. <laughs> as, long as, as long as we're going through plugs, we should let folks know that uh, November 10th, Friday, we're going to actually celebrate our three-year anniversary uh, a couple days late. But uh, we're going to have a chili cook-off, yep. a throwdown, if you will. The uh, inaugural Minnesota Beer Cast chili throwdown. Yep. Yeah. We're going to do it do uh, a live show from from Bauhaus. Uh, so yeah, chili will be there a couple hours before. We're still working out the details. Yep. Um, but stay tuned for that. Uh, mark it off on your calendar. Pencil yep. us in. We'll do. We're going to have some friends of the show make some chili. Yep. Uh, you're going to be able to come, donate some some food or some cash for a good cause, um, participate, have some chili, and uh, have some beer to wash it down. It's going to be a good time. Yep. And uh, yep, I'm going to make a chili. Schmidty's going to make a chili. Like you said, we've invited some friends of the show to make some chili. Our friends from Modest here, we were talking during the break. Uh, Heck they, yeah, might, they might show up with oh, some we're, chili. We're in. You're in? We're right. in. I'm going to come with a Pepto-Bismol and be everyone's <laughs> hero. Yeah, do you get extra points for making it extra spicy? Like, what's the angle well, here? here? Should we make it edible? Some judges. We've got some judges. Oh. So I believe we're going to have a, a popular choice and, and some connoisseurs there. Nice. To uh, to lay down the awards. Do we know who the judges are? Uh, well, yet to be revealed. Okay, I've got uh, I've got some. I don't folks. like that. I don't like how this is again. going because <laughs> you're, you're picking the judges here. But so <laughs> <laughs> you keep, your wife can't be a judge. It's not going to work. I see. I see what you're I, planning you for know, already. Is, I think there's Russian meddling happening. <laughs> Fake news. This, Fake this news. Fake news. Sad. God, it's sad exclamation point. The sad is chili. <laughs> this chili is great. But mine was better. 
Everybody loves my chili. <laughs> this chili was uh, so chilly. Uh, I'm going to send out all kinds of tweets about this. You have no idea. <laughs> yep. No, it's going to be a lot of fun. So uh, make plans now. Like Schmitty said, pencil it in November 10th uh, at Bauhaus for the inaugural thir- third anniversary Minnesota Beer Cast Chili Throwdown. Yep, we're going to have an event on Facebook. So if you haven't liked us on Facebook, go find us. Uh, there will be an event there with all the details forthcoming. But in the meantime... Uh, this Saturday, the 28th, come p- get you some bottles of Lord Humongous. I know I'm going to uh, because, it's uh, like I said, it was one of my favorite releases last year. You've uh, graciously allowed us to sample a little bit here. We, yes. were, we were taking some sips during the break. Um, some of the flavors that, I mean, it's, it's, it's really complex. I mean, yeah, you were talking, certainly. Uh, you were mentioning you got some licorice on the nose. Licorice. You got some dark chocolate. Dark chocolate. Yeah, uh, you got some, some, some coffee flavors mm-hmm. going on. I mean, it's just there's a lot going on yeah. in this beer. It's a yeah. warming beer. Uh, this is definitely one that uh, I would recommend grabbing one now, kind of tasting what it, kind of seeing what it tastes like now, and then putting one away. Um, we we didn't do a very good job of, of storing any no. Lord Humongous from last year. We're horrible at this. Like, very excited. I mean, you know, <laughs> as homebrewers and as, as regular consumers, <laughs> we're probably better at it than we are as a brewery. But uh, right. so we we have a couple of random bottles that we uh, from last year that we were able to, to spot, and that beer mellowed out so well. And uh, this one is just built to be even more storable. Mm-hmm. That's a word. So, yeah. Sellerable. Sellerable. It'll, Enjoyable. It'll be fine in the cellar. Yeah. Yeah. It's so uh, when we when we left for break, uh, two breaks ago, I had a question I was going to tease, and I, and I remembered what it was. Now we talked about how you guys should do things, um, maybe a little off center or to to uh, your own identity, be true to their own selves, be true. Um, and you mentioned that sometimes people, you know, hmm, give you a little side eye when, when they're trying something. How do you guys react to that as, as brewers, as producers, really? Is that something where, you know, this beer isn't going to be for everybody and we're just going to keep on trucking? Or if, if enough people give you that side eye, is it, well, we'll put this one on the shelf and, and try something different? What's the, what's the plan for that production? I can tell you that, you know, all those comments, I mean, we look at everything, right? We're always on Beer Advocate, on Tapped, all those sites, Facebook. I mean, people send in comments all the time. Uh, the negative ones sting. You can't help it, right? It's your baby. Um, but I think, you know, for us, we, we've, we've always said that we were kind of go a little bit against the grain, everything about our, uh, about who we are personally I and mean, everything about this brand that we've built is, is sort of about that. So, uh, you know, we take it to heart and... You know, if we if there's something to be learned from it, we certainly learn from it. But then we push forward. Uh, the one thing that's been really cool is this creation of the deviation series mm-hmm. within our brand, within our tap room. It's a tap room only beer. Uh, the fact that it's named deviation automatically tells people that it's gonna already be different. It deviates from the norm. And surprisingly, and this is a really cool thing, it had uh, sort of a, this liberating effect internally for us because it's, it also gave us the license then to push the envelope and so we have a, a, the perfect conduit uh, by which to experiment uh, we have the equipment to st- and, and Keegan's sort of master brain to sort of guide the creation of some new beers we have a brand deviation where you kind of know what you're stepping into when you mm-hmm. first come into the brewery right and and that's when we listen a lot we, we engage our consumers at the bar we we look at sales I mean sales people vote with their dollar sales yeah. do say that's gonna be the biggest something. indicator of all right absolutely right, right. yeah yep, and absolutely. so you know, if you look at our deviation series, we're on deviation 10 right now, and of those... Which I think uh, we have in our classes right now. Yeah. Yeah, the yeah. CDC, the special... Describe it real quick. Yeah, this is a, this is a collaboration uh, that we did with um, the guys from uh, BSG, actually. It's a, uh, it's a huskless barley um, lager. Uh, it's American lager. Um, and the huskless barley, it's an experimental uh, version that they're uh, developing down at uh, at uh, Brewer Supply Group down at Rar Malting. Um, and my Mike uh, Mazorko, one of their brewers, uh, was nice enough to come down here. Uh, we did a 100% uh, huskless barley, uh, which is, uh, if, if you're not familiar with the, the brewing process, you need the husk to create the filter bed right. to uh, extract the wort. 
with our mash filter system, uh, we don't need a husk because we powder everything. We use a we use a hammer mill, uh, and it turns everything into flour. Uh, so there isn't anything any husk that we use. We use uh, um, the filter is uh, basically 46 filters with uh, an air bladder uh, chamber uh, that we squeeze uh, the wort out of. It's kind of like a, like a French press, uh, but for beer, which is more fun, I think. <laughs> you should name it the Minneapolis Press. Yeah, right. <laughs> How do you, you talk about the feedback and you talk about, you know, the, the, the negative comments sting, obviously, but how do you filter? You know, I'm sure with every beer you've released, right, if you looked at uh, the entirety of the feedback, I'm sure there's people out there that hated the beer yeah. and people out there that loved it, yeah. no matter which beer it is, right? It's just the nature right. of the beast. Yep. How do you filter that and make sure that the negative comments that you are paying, the, the, that you pay attention to the negative comments that actually have value? Mm-hmm. Is that's got to be a bit of a tough process? Yeah. Certainly, yeah. I mean, there's there's people that um, that we trust that we that we give uh, we trust their palace we and we trust their feedback. Uh, I always tell people, tell me exactly what you think. Don't sugarcoat it. Uh, if there's something wrong with with uh, something I'm making, tell me. Yeah. Uh, there's the only, that's the only way to learn. It's the only way to grow. Um, and I have thick skin. Well, yeah, it's, it's <laughs> got to be difficult. I mean, we live in the age of, of Yelp or or. Yeah. And we live you, in Minnesota, right? Untapped. Well, Untapped. it's instead of instead of you know saying something you know to your face or to uh, you know a store or a retailer, it's 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 easier to go online and give you a, a crappy Yelp review, and yep. you know, and that's not always necessarily constructive, right? Right. Sure. And and it's especially difficult, I think, as as a producer or a, uh, a taproom merchant when you don't have the the option to rectify that on the spot, right? You can't right, talk right. to somebody and say, well, here's here's what's wrong with this and, and understand your perspective and let me let me address that for you, right? Right. right. What's interesting is, you know, I mean, we do pay attention. I think our ears perk up when we hear things about that that could be indicative of off flavors or things like that. Those things, thankfully, thankfully we haven't had any of those, but, um, you know, our ears are tuned to those. If it's somebody that says, hey, I don't like IPAs and so therefore DreamYard gets a one star, it's like, well, yeah, I mean, well, we want <laughs> right, right. And so for us, it's like, okay, so you didn't like Dream Yard. You probably don't like any other IPAs, and uh, you're entitled to your opinion. That's great. But right. that is that is a comment that we'll just sort of, you know, look past because clearly this had nothing to do with our beer. It was just that somebody doesn't like hops or right. some other right. aspect of an IPA. So, you know, we do try to filter through those. Uh, again, they all sting, but, but um, you know, the ones that are constructive, the ones that come from sources that that we trust, uh, you know, we have a lot of industry friends, and, and they're constantly tasting our beers. I mean, you guys included, and it's like, you know, let's let's talk through it, let's walk through it, let's figure mm-hmm. this out. That's no, it's good. It's good to hear that. I mean, you, you go to some places, and uh, you know, people want to know what you think of the beer, but right. they don't necessarily want constructive criticism right yeah and i'm always careful you know if somebody wants honest feedback i'm gonna wait for them to ask me if they want honest feedback you know what i mean i don't just you know, people's feelings get hurt i mean home brewers professional brewers as oh, yeah. well you know these are these, you know everybody everybody that's doing this are, is doing it from a place of passion they're doing it because right. they love it exactly. and like you said yes. these, these beers are your babies yep and yep. nobody likes to hear that their baby's ugly yep that's <laughs> exactly right some babies are and ugly, inevitably yeah. there's yeah. one yeah. out some there why are you guys all looking at me right. <laughs> come on man all right that's going to wrap it up for the uh, the on air portion of this week's Minnesota Beercast. Thank you guys from uh, Modest for inviting us out and allowing us to, uh, to sample yeah. this Lord Humongous. Absolutely. Thank Stellar you. Stellar job. Look forward to the bottle release happening on Saturday. Thanks to Surly for having us out. We do have a couple of extra segments that we're going to put on at the end of the podcast that were recorded out at Darkness Day, so we got a little extra content for the podcast listeners coming up. Uh, but we will be back live with another Minnesota Beercast next week. Don't forget, March and calendars, November 10th. The Chili Throwdown is happening. The Bauhaus. It's on. Have a great weekend, everybody. We'll see you next week. See ya. Cheers. This little song is more to the point. Roll out the barrel and lend me your ears. I like beer.
it makes me Welcome back to the Minnesota Beercast, recording live from Darkness Day 2017. I am Drew. That's my co-host, Medine. Quick reminder, you can follow the show on Twitter, MN underscore Beercast. Like us on Facebook and, uh, and, and use the iHeartRadio app, free and easy to download. It really is the best way to get every new episode of the Minnesota Beercast. Absolutely. We are joined by a, a couple of guests here from Iceland, right? Yeah, we're yeah. from Iceland. And uh, where are you guys from in Iceland? You're with uh, you're doing here doing a collaboration with with Surly, yeah. right? Yeah, we're from uh, Kax Brewing in Iceland. We're a tiny brewery, basically just starting out, but we've been doing a lot of collaborations. And yeah, how do, how do you spell that? Because I that accent has given me problems. Okay. So yeah, so the brewery is spelled uh, K E X and K E X. Yeah, uh, small operation. Um, we've been uh, we've been doing it now for uh, around two years. Uh, we'll have our own system probably set up uh, next year, hopefully if, ev- if everything works out. Uh, but in the meantime, we've just been gypsy brewing around around the world, around nice. Europe, around the states. Yeah, that's gonna be a great way to to build relationships and and yeah. learn from yeah. other breweries. I mean, not only learn systems, yeah, definitely learn process and yeah. build relationships yeah. with other breweries. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, one of the most important things is, is just to getting to know people. I mean, make friends uh, and learning. I mean, you you literally learning from everyone you meet, uh, which is amazing. So how did you guys come to, to build your relationship with uh, the folks from Surly? Uh, so we have, in Iceland, we have a beer festival called the Icelandic, uh, the annual Icelandic Beer Festival is, that is held in uh, late February every year. Can we do a, a beer cast from there? Yeah, you can <laughs> yeah. set that up for let's, us. Let's hook you up, yeah. All right, no worries. All right, appreciate so, it. Uh, so Surely came along like uh, around three years ago. At that time, we were just homebrewing. And uh, we were quite drunk, as usual. And uh, we decided, <laughs> and we got Jared's email. Uh, so we sent him an email pretty drunk. I said, hey, you want to you wanna hang out tomorrow and just homebrew and, uh, and get drunk? And he like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> uh, so that's how we, we met him for the first time, like three years ago. And we were just in uh, our garage homebrewing. Um, so, yeah, we kept in touch, and uh, it got more serious for us guys. And, uh, yeah, that led us here. That's awesome. So it, the collaboration you guys are going to work on, is that going to be available here and in your home market, or is it going to be just home market or here? It's going to be mostly cacked, and it's going to be available here. We're probably taking a couple of pallets to Iceland at least and yeah. serving at, the, uh, at some locations. Nice. So what uh, what can we expect out of, out of this beer? Do we know what style it's going to be yet? Is yeah, it's a cattle sour uh, cattle soured beer. It's gonna, we're going to add a bunch of... Uh, a bunch of pizzas into it, uh, pizza, uh, well, pizza puree, and then uh, we're hopping it with uh, dry hopping it with Enigma hops. So yeah, okay. we're, I've never stuck my nose in those hops before, so I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> <laughs> what's so? Uh, what's the uh, the process been like to have a, a gypsy brewery move around from place to place? What's been the biggest thing you guys have learned? I mean, we learned everything. I mean, in a way, I mean, we were just homebrewers like a, a couple of years ago. Uh, yeah, I mean, just seeing new facilities, see how everyone is working their, their uh, system. Uh, that also helps us when we're putting up our system as well. So, yeah, just a big learning curve uh, from, from everything, from uh, making beer into working different kinds of systems. What's the uh, what's the beer scene like in Iceland? Is there, is is the craft brewing it's, phenomenon as, yeah, I mean, as is, pronounced there is. as it is here? So we had provision until 1989. So there was no Son beer until 1989. <laughs> uh, so it's up. How does anybody still live there? I don't know. <laughs> Nobody, I don't know. No, everybody didn't leave. Yeah, no. I mean, we had the we had the liquors and stuff, but okay. beer was banned. Right. Really? So you had liquor, you had spirits, but yeah. there was no beer. No. Yeah. You could actually go to a bar and order a beer, and you would get like a 2.25% beer, and then they would add like vodka to it to get the strength up. There we go. No wonder, no wonder nobody cared. <laughs> no, I mean, but the, but the beer scene is, I mean, it's kind of exploding right now. Um, I remember, uh, so last year we had like around 10 Icelandic breweries. We probably have around 20 today. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, the market is pretty, pretty... Uh, Exploding. We're several years behind the states in the craft craft beer movement, yeah. but we're getting there. Right. What's the most popular style in Iceland? You can right guess now. once. Sorry. So you can guess. It's the same as here. It's IPAs okay. are really really yeah. big, obviously. But you know, there's some other styles that. Is there? Uh, is the sort of the, like the traditional European beers? Your, you know, your your, your uh, Belgian styles. Do they have a pretty good foothold there? Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah, they have. Uh, I mean, the craft revolution. I mean. Uh, 
uh, all the development of, of craft beer in Iceland has come into more like uh, the beer in the States, like IPAs uh, and New England style IPAs and, and so on. But Belgium, I mean, we have some roots to Belgium, yeah. yeah. Um, and I mean, we, we, we're quite lucky because we have we are quite close to the States and we are also quite close to the mainland of, of Europe. So we are pretty, pretty treated pretty well we have access to a lot of beers that uh that normally people don't have access to so we're pretty, cool. we're pretty spoiled in that matter right, the well, go back worlds. to iceland tell everybody about the minnesota beer cast yeah, we'll, <laughs> you know we make sure they all listen to it and then uh next year we'll uh, we'll do a show from from your beer fest yeah sounds good all right, i love it sounds thanks right. for stopping by yeah thanks. thanks thanks guys we've got ben uh joining us and to talk a little about the the beer itself Darkness, Darkness 2017. Darkness 2017. The uh, vintage. It's not. A, I don't like calling it a vintage because it's not. It's not. Vintage. It's not really a vintage, but it, it, we do kind of treat it that way, though. I mean, because it's the same basic recipe every year, but the fun part is seeing how it changes. We yeah. actually did a vertical the other day with everything from 2008 forward, and it was pretty amazing to see how it's changed over the years. And again, that's just a basically from the conditions in the bottle, how it was stored, how much oxygen's getting in there when you when you package it. Um, all that has a huge effect on the flavor, obviously. Luckily, this is a beer that ages very well, so some of those reactions that are shitty and like a, a hell, maybe, um, are going to act differently for um, darkness itself. So we actually get some nice dark fruit notes, all the lovely kind of caramel notes and chocolate, and, and that stuff just kind of develops over time. That's going to be my question for the uninitiated, for the people that don't, uh, that, that haven't brewed or anything like that. If you're if you're basically using the same recipe, to what do you attribute? You know those subtle differences in year after year. But uh, you kind of answered that. Yeah, yeah. I think again, it's just kind of the conditions in the bottle, um, uh, how much oxygen is in there, where it's stored. Um, there's some minor variations in process. Obviously, we're always improving our process over the years. So, you know, the way we made beer in 2008 is probably very different than how we're making beer today. So that's a huge part of it, too. Do you think it even has to do with uh, the malt? Uh, do you think that the, the malt that you're using in 2017 is any different than the malt you used in 2008? I'm sure it's a little bit different, but, I mean, that's the maltster's job. It's kind of like how we make beer. They're trying to make the same malt year after year uh, in, the, in the same way, in a consistent way. I mean, the ingredients are going to change. The harvest year is going to be different, but it's their job to make it consistent, uh, just like it's our job then to make the beers taste the same year after year. For sure. Yeah, we've got uh, a couple of other guys joining us here. If you guys want, you can certainly grab a, a mic. We've got yeah, Josh Jared and Jared are pulling Josh. up. Uh, there we go. We're just kind of talking about the uh, the different, I guess, changes in flavors from from year to year, and what kind of might attribute to those different flavor characteristics. We're talking about process, and maybe some difference in the malt from. I mean, it's been a decade now yeah. making this beer, right? Yeah. So. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Things are different. Yeah. What's up? <laughs> yeah. I mean, for me, though, I mean, I still always love Fresh Darkness. It's my favorite. There's so much hops in there. We had so many hops in the Whirlpool. Um, and those, obviously, are going to fade the fastest in this beer. So, for me, there's nothing better than Fresh Darkness. It's it's just so, it's got this awesome bouquet. Uh, Amarillo Simcoe hops really just pop on it. And you're going to lose that even after a few months. So, um, not a bad beer to age. But for me, I'd personally love to drink it Is fresh. Is this beer intended to be drank fresh? Uh, I mean, all beers intended to be drank fresh. Uh, this beer is also built to age, though. I mean, beer, 99% of the time, you should drink it as soon as you can. And I don't think this is any different. That being said, again, this is a beer that will age well. well. I think one of the things that sets darkness apart is the massive, massive amount of aroma hops that we add to it. Um, you know, that, that cuts into the yield of the beer a lot, um, but it's also what makes it so balanced when it's fresh. Now you age it, it, it becomes interesting um, to drink, but you lose that. Um, so for me, I, I, I definitely agree that fresh darkness is the best darkness. You guys uh, talk about you know using the same recipe. Have you ever been surprised uh, at 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 the outcome? You know, any any years in particular where you know you got it, it's ready to go. <laughs> you take your sips and you're like, whoa, I wasn't expecting that. Not really surprised year after year. It's because I mean we're pretty um, confident in our process and ingredients. But for me, it, it just makes me laugh thinking about we did that vertical I mentioned earlier, and I'd forgotten that 2014 was the year we released barrel aged darkness as regular darkness. Right. So we were tasting. I was like, whoa, this one really different and then i'd be like oh yeah duh like we barrel aged this one <laughs> so that, that did surprise me in the vertical because uh, it was awesome that was probably my favorite one because you had the you know those oaky vanilla 
the, the rye whiskey notes had faded quite a bit, but like the oak vanilla f- uh, coconut flavors were huge. It was awesome. Yeah, it, was, it was funny. I, I know I talked to Omar about that year uh, the other day, and he was saying people were upset. <laughs> yeah, we messed up their vertical. Messed, messed up their vertical. It's like, no, you didn't mess anything up. You made it better. Like, it's not, I don't know. I guess if you're going through and trying to taste from year to year, I could see being thrown off by it but it's that's it's your beer you did it you made it you can't they don't own no. vertical it's not sometimes they think they do <laughs> <laughs> yeah well when you get a following like this and you get people that come from all over the country like this yeah it's not uncommon for the fandom so to speak to uh to take a little bit of ownership in it and definitely you know, you, what, what kind of feedback do you get from from year to year do you ever get uh, you know you get the you get the critics they're like oh you know 14 was great but 15 and and 16 and you just kind of shrug your shoulders at that and think you like what you like yeah you know uh generally the feedback's great i like to hear everybody's opinions you know occasionally people do put the dumb in fandom um <laughs> that's nice. all right too i like everyone's that. entitled to their opinion i suppose i mean it's 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 great though i mean surly nation obviously is known for their passion and you know that's what we're all about and that's yeah. why this day is so great and it started from from surly fans and there's you can't beat that what good bad whatever at least people are passionate about the beard and they're yeah. Um, yeah, sure. So we love to see that, and that's that's the whole reason this day exists um, is, is to share that with the with Surly Nation. Absolutely. Well, we are almost out of time for the show. I did want to plug. Uh, you guys have a really awesome event coming up on the 30th at the Beer Hall. You've got kind of a a cellar raid uh, going on. If yeah. you want to hand me one of those sheets, Ben, I'll kind of run through it. But you guys have got an impressive list of of beers being released on the 30th at the. Yes, yeah, for the Hallow's Eve event. Uh, yeah. We're, we're going to get dark. We're going to get crazy. It's going to be fun. We're going to drink a lot of great beer. We've got some special beers that we're tapping, uh, as well as the Cellar Raid beers. Yeah, you've got four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. You've got 2014 Pentagram, 2010, 11, 12, Smoke, uh, 1349. I mean, all those... All those bottles are going to be available for purchase at yeah. uh, at MSP. So get an Uber, right? <laughs> right? And uh, you're going to have yeah. a couple of DJs there. Uh, our buddy Brian Lashley is going to be there doing kind of a horror DJ set from seven to eight. So it should be pretty awesome. That's yeah, going to be great. Hope to see we'll everyone down there. Be, uh, we'll also be premiering a new beer, Bob. It's a strong boiled lager. Really? Long boiled strong lager. I like that. Ex- yeah. Explain that to us, because I I've not heard of this. Um, well, it's a it's a lager that we boiled uh, boiled for eight and a half hours for the Maillard reaction. Uh, a lot of caramelization went from very pale to nearly black. Uh, aged on red oak, dry hopped with Simcoe, uh, a bit of smoked malt. That that beer. Um, it reminds me of standing at the edge of a recently extinguished forest fire in northern Washington. That sounds amazing. Is that going to be a one-off, or is that something that's going to be put into production, or what can we expect? Bob's been known to linger. Yeah. Yeah, it's happening again. Awesome. That sounds really exciting. What year is this? 2017. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, as you can hear from the hoops and hollers and the music in the background, Darkness Day is underway. They're letting people in. So that means we're probably about time to wrap up this episode of the Minnesota Beercast. Yeah, we got go beer in to there. drink. We got some beer to drink. We got some Nate Dogs to eat. Hell yeah. Faces to melt. We got some faces to melt with the metal. All right. Yeah. All right. Thanks for uh, sticking around. Thanks for stopping by. Really Thank you very much, guys. Thank Have you. a great day, everybody. Cheers. See ya. This little song is more to the point Roll out the barrel and lend me your ears I like beer It makes me a jolly good guy